Before we start this episode of the podcast, we want to inform you of a new sale we're having. For $3, you can buy a Schmack Talk podcast bottle cap necklace. Choose your favorite beer, vodka, liquor, soda, anything with a bottle cap. Choose your favorite one of those. Put Place your order in with Jack Monty. And for $3, you'll be able to show everyone that you listen to our podcast. For every extra dollar, you get another bottle cap with the Schmack Talk logo on it. So instead of one bottle cap on this necklace, you could have five. You could have 12. You could have 13. You could have 94. However, whatever your football number is. I don't think any football players listen to this. But yeah. And your favorite number? 69 bottle caps. That'd be amazing. That'd be so funny. 69. So place your order with Jack, and you will be able to receive within seven business days your amazing necklace. Thank you. Now enjoy the podcast. What's going on, everybody? My name is Jack Monty. I'm sitting here next to Owen McCabe. Welcome back to Schmack Talk. Now, on our previous podcast, uh, we started off by explaining what we were going to go through. And uh, we went off on a tangent, and we didn't go over to one of the main subjects. Uh, Owen, would you like to explain what that subject is? So we said we were going to talk about the deep web. We were gonna, we plan to talk about uh, stuff surrounding the deep web. We plan to talk about anonymous, maybe get into freedom of speech and uh, other kind of uh, constitutional rights that would yeah. entail uh, the dark web and uh, ha- really web. hacking in general. Mm-hmm. What's the difference between the dark web and the deep web? Well, we can get into that later. All right, sounds good. So here we go. All right, so I wrote a research paper recently, and I talked about why the deep web should be utilized, and I had three major points. The first one was just uh, general anonymity. Uh, the second one was just it promotes laissez-faire economics, which is when a uh, government isn't infringing on people's free market rights. And the last one was just the fact that it has more information than the regular internet. So uh, you mentioned that, like, or you said that it has more information. Um, let's start with that first point. Mm-hmm. Uh, what do you mean by more information? Well, just when I was doing my research, I found that it said 96% of all information on the Internet is monitored out by uh, the, the most used web browsers, such as Google, Chrome, Safari. And I questioned, why do they do that? And while I was looking, I found the astonishing fact that 96% of all information that is on the internet is not able to be accessed on a regular web browser. It has to be accessed on the deep web. So all that stuff is just getting filtered out. Yeah, which I, I, it didn't really make sense. And I didn't even find out why exactly that was. So what would be filtered out, for example, on the deep web? Well, that, that's the question. We really don't know what. But there's all sorts of encryptions and stuff like that on the deep web that allows people to publish whatever they want freely. Okay. So your second point, you talked about the laissez-faire businesses. I did. How does that promote laissez-faire and hands-off government type situation? So in laissez-faire, the government really isn't involved whatsoever. It's free market. And because we don't have that, government's allowed to, one, uh, tax any goods that are sold. And two, they're allowed to kind of monitor and uh, change what's allowed to be sold. So on the deep web, there's there's a very famous... Uh, websites called the Silk Road. And what the Silk Road did, it allowed people to kind of start their own bazaar. They were allowed to sell whatever they wanted, uh, whether that just be, I don't know, a blanket or a speaker or 
people ended up uh, using it for different purposes, such as drugs. But on this website, one, people are allowed to sell whatever they want, and it's not monitored by the government. And two, there are no taxes. So based on what you're saying, it's kind of the black market in a sense. Uh, technically, it could be considered the black market. I don't, I don't really consider it that, though, because its intended purpose wasn't for people to be selling illegal things. It was just people to be allowed to purchase things and sell things without being looked at by the government. So people weren't really, it wasn't meant to sell drugs and guns and stuff like that. What, and when people think about the deep web, that's pretty much the main thing that they think about. Oh, you can buy illegal things. It was just intended for a way that people could buy things and sell things without anybody watching them or using cookies to monitor exactly what they are so that ads can be, uh, can be put out towards them. Okay. Yeah. That's pretty interesting. And I, uh, you said that they were, uh, it wasn't originally intended for government to kind of look over and decide mm-hmm. what's illegal and legal and available to be sold. But exactly. uh, if you have a government who is able to monitor what's illegal in their country, shouldn't they be able to? I mean, yeah, I guess the way that you said that, obviously they should. If it's illegal, it's the government they're telling you yeah. that you shouldn't be able to do it. But in honest opinion, why should they be allowed to dictate what you can't and cannot buy? And that's what the deep web really went around. They said, why is the government allowed to dictate exactly what I'm allowed to buy, what I'm allowed to sell? Because in the end of the day, it's, it's my life. Yeah. And I mean, that's why, that's why I think the deep web really should be utilized because it really brings us back to a time where I don't know, people were allowed to live freely and do what they want. There's actually, there's a, there's a micro nation in Europe known as Liberland. People don't live there. Uh, you're not allowed to live there, but what people do is they go into this place and they can use, uh, since there's no taxes, there's no real government there. They're allowed to just operate, uh, their own businesses without any government, uh, interaction. Really? Yeah. And I actually, I took a Buzzfeed test and it, it, it said, what country should you be living in? And I took it. And that, that's how I found out what... No way. Yeah, actually, I found out that that's the country I should be living in, even though I'm not allowed to live there. But that's yeah, Liberland. That's amazing. I guarantee 99% of the people that are watching this, or even in general, don't know what Liberland is. I had no idea. Exactly. And I consider myself pretty well versed in that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I just thought that, that that's a great place. That's basically the deep web. It's, it's not meant for people to do things illegally. It's meant for people just to be free. Yeah, but I mean... In a sense, I understand the taxes and stuff like that, but if a, what other reason besides doing something illegal would you need that for? Then what do you mean? Like, so if you're not going to do something illegal, then what's the other benefit of using the deep web or using that uh, the liberal yeah, oh, yeah, that's liberal good. Land? Well, you see, uh, what's his name? Uh, or liberal land or the deep web? Yeah. So. Eric Snowden, back in 2013, released a bunch of government documents that showed that the government was monitoring our phone calls. They were monitoring our online searches. And yeah. that, that's scary. Why, why is the government looking at me doing what I want to do on the Internet if I'm not breaking any laws? And that's why the Deep Web and the Silk Road is great, because 99% of the people that are on these websites aren't doing anything illegal. They just don't want the government to be watching their every move. That's The Fourth Amendment right is the right to, uh, to not, I don't know exactly the words, but it, it rids you from unreasonable search and seizure. When the government's tapping into your phone calls, they're tapping into anything that you buy, anything you look up on the internet. Isn't that technically unlawful search and seizure? It's unreasonable. Why, I've never done anything illegal online or in real life. So why, does, why do I have a target on my back for the government to look at, right? And sure. that's what the deep web is. It's okay. lawful citizens abiding by the law just in a way that they don't have to be monitored for. Okay. 
Right. A big question that people ask though is how do you access the deep web? Well, it's Tor, the onion router. It's again, it's just like downloading Google Chrome on your laptop. It's just that. It's just a browser. Exactly. And that people are so afraid. They're like, oh my God, people, people sell bodies there. It's scary. It's well, not that at all. I think it's also the fact that if you do access that part, it, you're more prone to getting cookies or an encryption or a virus. Well, like no, that's the thing about the deep web. Tor guarantees that no cookies will be on your computer. Really? Yeah. So it's not like... There's all sorts of encryptions that make sure that nothing that That's you... a really good firewall. Exactly. And I mean, like, it's crazy that if you're searching something, say you want to buy a, a knitting kit on the internet and you're on your phone, you're on Safari, you're looking at like Amazon, just knitting kits. You get out of that and you go onto like Instagram or you go on to, I don't know, uh, Twitter or something. You will see ads for something that you just looked up. Yeah on your phone. That's very scary. And that's because of cookies and stuff like that. Deep web guarantees that that will not happen to you because nobody's monitoring what you're doing. So they have the VPN. Okay. That's cool. They mm-hmm. got a VPN. Exactly. That's cool. That's I actually, really I, interesting. I downloaded the app on my phone. It's not exactly a deep web. It's a, uh, I think it's called TOP or something like that. And it starts off and it's just, let's see. Um, all right. So it starts off, you get into this app. And it, it gets you on DuckDuckGo, which is just like Google, and uh, it's it's that's what I use. It's just they they say that nobody's watching you. They probably are because you're on a regular uh, browser that's run by a big company. But you can hit the onion button on it, and what it says, look look at it. It says IEP. It shows the IEP that's on your phone at the time, and you can click new identity, and it clears everything that you've ever done on it, and it changes the IP. That's crazy. I know, and that's basically what the deep web does. And so many people are scared, but. I, again, I'm a law-abiding citizen. I don't want anybody monitoring what I'm doing. So the deep web compared to the dark web, I, from my understanding of right now, is the deep web, it's just a browser. You're yes. accessing all the same stuff you would through Chrome, all the same stuff you would through Internet Explorer, who yes. uses that, or Safari. Mm-hmm. And you're just just doing that with a VPN so you can't be tracked. Exactly. So you can't see it. All right, so it's not... See, from my what my understanding was, and I believe most people understand it, is it's, it's like the dark web. You can buy illegal things because they have online shops for that. It's not that I'm realizing now that it is just you are searching, you're buying things from Amazon and stuff mm-hmm. like that, that the government isn't being watched. Yeah. Okay. So when I was, uh, I actually had a, I had a conversation with somebody that was very close to me, uh, uh, probably a couple months ago. And they said something of, they, they said to me, they were like, you know that there's like a website that you can buy like hitmen and people. And I was like, really, what's that website? And then they said the deep web. And immediately I just looked, looked down and I was like, no, you realize that people have such a, they, they put such a negative connotation, but they don't understand they re- exactly what it is. Because they relate it to the dark web. Exactly. And, and people think that the deep web is, an, like, is just a website. Yeah. Again, it's not that at all. It's a search browser. And so yeah. what, what, the de- what the dark web is, what Owen said before, the dark web, it's in the deep web. So if you look at like the internet as an iceberg, the top of the iceberg is like Internet Explorer, Google, and stuff like that. Once you go underneath the water, that's where the deep web is. And the deep web is literally just, it's anything that's not on the regular internet. And when you get to the bottom, the, the bottom of that iceberg is where the dark web is. And the dark web is when you're going and finding illegal things like, like child pornography or you're, you're buying hitmen or guns. The dark web, that's, that's a real thing. But that, as long as you're a law-abiding citizen, you're never going to hit that spot. Yeah. And only people that find that are the people that are looking for that. That's very true. And I was just going to say when you're talking about the uh, Amazon and 
uh, and or not the Amazon, the uh, Google Chrome mm-hmm. and the other stuff, how they only get the top of the iceberg. Exactly. I, I would assume because they're filtering the top results because they're assuming that's what you want. That mm-hmm. They're they're allowing this uh, the government to track what is just, uh, going on through theirs. Mm-hmm. I, I I would assume with a contract or something. Mm-hmm. But um, you're saying that this one instead of just giving you the top results, it gives you all the results. Exactly. And, Nothing's and, filtered out. And when you're going into the dark web, you have to look, get there yourself. It's exactly. not like it's going to be one of the easy results. They're kind of getting the mm-hmm. uh, middle stuff. And because uh because the deep web, the dark web part of this is like it's so it's it's really it's awful what they do there. It's sick. But. To get there, you need to have all sorts of codes. You have to be really good at just uh, programming with Linux just so that you can get into these. It's not like people that are on there, it's not like, oh, I was on this website and I accidentally hit into this thing. That's not it at all. Like you really need to be digging really deep. You really want to find something. So, yeah. yeah. But again, deep web should really be utilized just for the anonymity part of it. The fact right. that you can just be anonymous. That's really, that's a good one. Uh, so what about the uh, the last one, the third? The research. Well, so my third point was just it helps you do research. Like I said, 96% of the internet isn't on what people generally use. You have to find it on the deep web. So say you're, you're trying to write one of your research papers and all of these sources, they're decent, but you really can't, uh, you're, not, you're not really like, you don't like them as much. If you go into the deep web, 96%, which is probably a couple hundred million different sources there are for that, you can find. So relating that to our show and what we're doing here, we tell people to be you should be researching and find it on biased things. Exactly. So you're instead of getting the top, uh, the Times mm-hmm. magazine, you get the CNN, the, those top news sources. You're getting these. You would assume more likely to get the unbiased material exactly. from these small uh, startup businesses that you're not going to see in those Google Chrome and uh, Internet Explorer because they're not broadcasting those because they have the highest amount of traffic. Exactly. And like the people that run Google, the things that are on their website, they're approved by Google. So the person that runs Google, if they're a liberal, there's going to be a lot of liberal sources. Obviously, they don't have enough time to filter out 11 million different documents, but the top results are going to be what they want you to see. Yeah. And the deep web isn't that way. So I think that's a great thing for uh, for people who are trying to do research and really build their own opinion right out there. That, that's that was like that was my last point in my paper. It was just because I mean the the first two things being anonymous. There's a lot of people. Ninety five percent of the people that are on the internet don't care. I mean, obviously, uh, so that really doesn't appeal to many people. The laissez faire economics. Ninety five percent of people probably don't know what that means. But the last one, just researching, that can apply to anybody because everybody has to do research. And that's why the deep web is just just such a great tool for people to use. It's not scary at all. It is. All right. That's pretty interesting. I definitely learned a lot. Yeah. Um, so let's, let's slide into our next subject and talk about a, a topic related to that in a way mm-hmm. uh, with uh, the hacking and anonymous mm-hmm. and uh, the terrorism. Internet terrorism? Group. Yeah, internet terrorism. And uh, let's slide into that. Uh, what do you know about or what is your opinion on all of that? Um, uh, that's a hard one because again, the internet is such a, it's such a strange tool because so many things can happen on it. Um, people that, people that can hack they're no matter what happens, they're going to know how to do that. So really there's nothing we can do. And the fact that they can do that, they're very, they're brilliant to be able yeah. to do that. It, that takes, it's, it's a inc- talent. And, and that's one, well, actually one of the points I wanted to bring up was it, it, it 
just like playing a sport, just like being playing an instrument, it's all it's a hobby that you enjoy and you do and you learn and grow from that and you pride yourself in getting better and better at that specific thing. Mm-hmm. And like one of the good things I think can come from it, uh, which I really used to play in like major league baseball or being in like a good selling band is these companies who are creating the websites and who are uh, like Google and Yahoo, like mm-hmm. when it got released at Yahoo was getting hacked by the, and people were getting other people's emails. They paid so much money to hackers yeah. to create, to get past their own algorithms and firewalls so they can make it better and prevent from other hacking hackers, which I think is a crazy, uh, it's a great thing, honestly. And, um, but yeah, so uh, my opinion on anonymous in general is just, it, it's really a freedom to do what you want. It's your hobby. You're going to do it anyway, really. You're constantly learning and growing. And to a certain point, I think that people really mess... They they take it too far. It's the same mm-hmm. thing with the, the deep uh, web. People take it too far. They sell illegal things on it. And, and they, they ruin it for everybody yeah, else. Yeah, it's, it's always... There's like that one saying. It was like, we always have to walk as slow as our fast... Our fastest slower... Fast as our slowest walker slowest person it's the same thing so yeah so it's like the one saying uh we have to walk as fast as our slowest person yeah and it, it's it, true it's it's 100 percent true i think in this and there are people in anonymous who i don't think have no harm in uh or meant to do harm in anything there yeah there are people who are related to that who act into government files which personally i believe they should be able to well, uh, yeah it's that kind of yeah but that kind of brings me to our, our point the definition of hacking Use a computer to gain unauthorized access to data in a system. That's it. Yeah. Why should anything be unauthorized? If we're in a free nation, why does the government, why are they allowed to hold things? Why are things classified? Why aren't the American people allowed to know what the government officials are doing? Didn't we elect them to those positions? Very sure. I mean, I feel like within certain cases. But we're the American people. You're right. What, why are they better than us? They're... Well, comes down I mean, to it, they're American people that we entrusted to do what we, we entrusted them to do a certain position, to do a certain job for us. You're right. So why aren't we allowed to know what they're doing? Well, I mean, I feel like, yeah, you, you're totally right there. I think one of the things is, though, that just, it's the research and stuff that they're finding out themselves. And to a certain point, if something happens and they guard off a certain part of the area, they, yeah, that's wrong. But they're getting, they're collecting this research themselves. They really don't have to share the the um, but, but the, the information they collect. Thing, but if you're working for your own private company, yeah, that that makes perfect sense. It's your research. You're working for your own private sector. You do not need to share that information with anybody else. Yeah. But if you are a United States governmental worker, you are working for the United States. And the government. The government's supposed to work for the American people. Yeah. So why is their research allowed to be held and withheld from the American people? Very true. If they are working for the American people. It, it kind of makes you think. Maybe they're not working for the American people. Maybe there's an ulterior motive. And I don't know. That's kind of scary. Why? Like, uh, what's, like, like I said back before, Snowden. He released thousands and thousands of documents showing that the United States is tracking American people. Why are they doing that? And why didn't we know about it? You're right. And I, I feel like there's so much things. Like, this so is many a, things. There's so many things. I feel like there's so many things. And just, uh, like, for example, I know this is radical, but Area 51. 
I do I think there's aliens down there? No. I mean, could there be? That's very probable. I would not be surprised. Mm-hmm. It would be cool to find out, but I wouldn't be surprised. And just the things that go on there that's not really aliens and just the projects they're working on, honestly, they should share because that would be awesome to watch. Like, Think about all the stuff that Elon Musk is doing with SpaceX and how excited people are and how cool that is. Mm-hmm. Like, If the U.S. government was doing that, like one, it would be it would be pretty cool to know, and yeah. we we have the we should have the right to be accent in access of that as citizens of the United States of America. And with the whole like I don't know if you're talking about extraterrestrials and stuff like that, like, just an astonishing fact is the fact that in 1969 we made it to the moon, but now we can't do that again. Yeah, with the technology we have now, don't you think we should be able to go past the asteroid belt with people in a matter of minutes? Just but what what happened in the past 50, 60 years? And that's the thing with the moon is that's another point we talked in our first episode about the the two point two uh, kinetic or two point two ton no, wait, kinetic wait, wait. bomb. We shouldn't talk about that. No. When I, when I talked to my dad about it, he was just like, "Don't don't talk about conspiracies because then you turn people off." Because we want to be like a legitimate source. Okay, I see. I thought like, all right. I see. I was thinking just like kids our age, which are kind of interesting. No, no, but if we're trying to appeal to like a an older audience, it's just we okay. want to stick away from that. Definitely. All right. So. um... Just um, moon, you? space travel. Um, oh, yeah. Just the, the moon. Like, th- there's so many things that we could do just to... Yeah, with the with the new har- technology yeah. that we have. And we could har- not even... I don't want to say harvest the moon and, like, take it away because that might have an effect on other things. Oh. But there's so much uh, research that can be done and not just taking sand back to America uh, yeah. uh, to the earth. Mm. But it, there's so much stuff... And all we do is just put people in a, in a satellite that goes around. And exactly. that's and all. Really, what are they learning? Like, exactly. why, We have an American citizen in the ISS at all times. They've probably passed 10 years we've had people yeah. in the ISS. What have we learned? Like, what possibly could we have learned in the past 10 years of, for people being there all the time? Yeah, I know. And actually going think, back wait, to... And also, I, I didn't mean to cut you off, yeah, but... Right. How much are we paying? How much money do we put into that? Very true. That's why I think also, because recently NASA was like, we're cutting back on our space travel mm-hmm. and stuff like that. And I think that's the reason why is because people were like, listen, it, you're not doing it. Anything. It's really true. What have they done? Why are we putting so much think money about, into you? Think about it, Like, I'm honestly, a, I'm not a big fan of Elon Musk, but he's done more than NASA's done Very in the true. past five and years. That's all with his own money, too. Exactly. I mean, there's obviously yeah, government there's helping. Yeah, but it's they're they're working. I think it said they're working together with NASA, yeah. but it wasn't like na- the U.S. government is paying. It. It's their own uh, self-funded, own uh, using uh, what is it called uh, investors and stuff yeah. like that, and the different uh, different to pay for the different things. And I think that it, it's mind blowing how much we were paying before. Yeah. But uh, back to before you cut me off, uh, I was saying how. In, we were just saying about the uh, fuck me. No thanks. Okay, you're cool. So we were just saying that about the extraterrestrial life mm. and that why haven't we even come up with a uh, close to it? Why haven't we traveled past the asteroid belt? And I, have, they had actually found life a while back. I think it was like two thousand two. No, not even that. That that's just a theory. But I'm saying they actually found. It was in 2006. They I find life or evidence of life? They found life. It was this scum. that They called it space scum. Mm-hmm. And it was just this uh, grimy, nasty stuff that would go on the different satellites and the different and the uh, 
ISS, and so they took it and actually studied it, and there were microorganisms really? living in this my uh, in this uh, this scum. And yeah. so that was really the first. It, you stopped hearing extraterrestrial life, mm-hmm. and you start hearing we're looking for intelligent life because yeah. they had found life, but no one said anything. Yeah, I think well, one of the. I mean, I, this kind of goes with what you were saying, but there's a quote one of, one of my favorite quotes actually about uh, extraterrestrial life, and it says, "There's there's two things that could happen. One, there could be life out there, and two, there could not be life out there. Both of them are equally as terrifying." How do you feel about that? I think that's very deep. That's so deep. If you think of it, that's crazy. Because if we're alone in this universe, that's we're the one in in I don't even know. Couldn't even tell yeah, you. There's the not even chance. a number. It, it, chance that that could possibly happen Anywhere in an else. infinite universe. Exactly. It's it's and but then again, if we are, if there is intelligent extraterrestrial life, where is it? Where is it? Are how do we? Access contact get them, there, or how do we? Uh, and how do we know they'll be peaceful? Because yeah. God knows we aren't. Very true. Actually, but back. But to imagine. But 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 think about that though. If we do go there, and they are theoretically peaceful, they might freak out. Like imagine if aliens came down and they were trying to be peaceful. Exactly. Like, no, that's why I said shooting at. Them. If they landed on our planet, it would be it would be war. And but. I feel like if we didn't do that, like people would be open to talking and learning about them and stuff like that. But it's just they another alien species may be uh, the same way. It's it's an insane, infinite, different things that could happen, and it's just that it, we're kind of deviating from the point, so we can move back. Well, well actually, I just, well, I, I kind of like this topic, but I just want I just okay. want to go back onto this. There's always the question that comes up. They they say if there was. If uh, if aliens landed on our planet and came up to you and they asked you, so can you tell us about your race? What what would you say? I mean, what 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 would you say, honestly? Because think we don't no, no. think we really don't think about that ever. But that's a big point. Like if I went up to an alien, I'd say, so I mean, what is what do you guys do? Yeah, like let, tell me about yourselves. Like what. Exactly. Even how do you eat, drink, sleep? Yeah. Like what? What do you do? Even during like an interview, if somebody's like, "All right, so tell me about yourself," that's a hard question to that answer. Is a very hard. Question. And I mean, that like, that's kind of bad that we really don't know that much about ourselves. We don't think about ourselves. It's all about what's going on around us. It's it's about what what's the next move. We never take the step and just like I don't know, think to ourselves, "Who am I?" And I think about it. I can't answer that. I don't know who I am. Dude, that's so deep. I know. The same, I, I couldn't tell you. That's. It's just. It would take me so long to come up with it. Exactly. An I'd it, be baffled. I you couldn't could, even. You could think for weeks, weeks at a time, and I guarantee you wouldn't be able to find an answer. And that's why, I mean, if you think about like the transcendental movement, it's all about finding yourself. You got to be in the, uh, you got to be outdoors. You got to, there's, there's certain five points. I can't remember them off the top of my head, but I think, honestly, if you went into the woods by yourself for a month, two months, a year. You would never come up with the answer. Exactly. It's just like, that, that's the question. What is life? What's, what's the goal of life? Or what's the meaning of life? I mean, and honestly, the, the answer to that is to give life meaning. But how do you give life meaning? If you, that relates to like the three biggest questions anyone's ever asked and the three biggest controversies. It's all about life. How did life start? What's the meaning of life? And what happens after life? Those are the three biggest questions that people have debated over. And they're all about life. It, is it crazy? We can, we can tell you, if you go into the Amazon rainforest with 
one of the smartest people with your phone and you took a picture of an animal you've never seen, you could find every single fact. You could find its gestation period. You could find how long it lives. But we don't know about ourselves. And we need to put more research into that. We need to find out what is, what are we here to do? Because there's obviously got to be, we're not on earth to do nothing. There's, there's definitely a reason we're here. Assuming we're not the one billionth chance. True. But I, I just think, I mean, obviously I, I don't want to give anybody opinions, but like if, if, if an, an all knowing power actually put us here, there's a reason we're here. True. And we don't know the reason for that. And that's a crazy idea to even think about because once you step into that realm, you think you step into so many different questions that you can just go on for everything, everything, you know, I mean, everything you've learned, you don't know what the point of it is. Exactly. You, you just. Fuck dude. Exactly. I mean, it's just, it's such a crazy thing to think about. I mean, to get your mind wrapped, you, you can't get your mind wrapped around it. Like, again, the the afterlife or what happens when you die, they say if you go to heaven, it's for eternity. Like, it's infinite. How do you wrap your mind around that? It, there's no death. There's, it's just it's just constant being. It's just there. But how does that happen? That's, yeah. that's the question. It's just, oh, dude, there's so many. I know. Well, and actually, I was thinking about it the other night. I, I texted you like 2 a.m. and I was like, dude, I understand time now. Yeah. And what, what, I, what I thought about is, you ever, if you see a baby, it's been alive for one day. Well, actually, no, say it's been alive for one hour. You fed it a half hour ago, and now it's an hour, and it's crying. And it wants to eat again. You're like, come on, you just ate. Why is it like that? Well, think about it. If life is all proportional. See, a baby's been alive for an hour, it ate a half hour ago. That's half of its entire life that it hasn't eaten. Think about how hungry it is. It doesn't understand what happened to itself. It's perception of anything is just so it's not there. And think about if I'm 16, if I think about if I hadn't eaten since I'm eight years old, that's the same amount of time for that little baby in proportion. And another point to that is that it's crazy to think the time is proportional, but what is time? Time is time is a, it's nothing. It is nothing. It is an idea. It's there's only this moment. Exactly. But that's why I was saying perception of time is such a big thing because if an older person, they say time goes by, uh, they say they say time goes well. Th- their time isn't is a lot different than a child's time. So a baby is a five year old. They they just turned they they just lived for a year. They just turned six. That's that's one sixth of their life that year. Yeah. Uh, somebody that's seventy five years old, they just turned seventy six. That's only one seventy fifth of their entire life. It's a year is completely different for somebody that's different age yeah and, and i think that another thing with uh, i was gonna say time is just a human it's a human ideal that yes. was made up human there's idea. no perception of time it's only what is happening at that moment and what you remember happened yeah there's no, nothing in that remembrance that's just your perception of what is going on around the world around you that theoretically it doesn't even exist. What the world around you? No, the 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 top behind you. What just happened? Theoretically, it, it doesn't exist. It's it just doesn't. a memory. Exactly. You, that's so much. So many things over time just morphed into what we think it happened instead of what happened. And so that's not even a thing. And there's no future. Future is a perception of what might happen. It's a 
it's a probability equation in your head that you're thinking, oh, okay, so this in this next second, this might happen. But it, that doesn't exist yet. And that it hasn't happened. Yeah. It, it's, it's such a crazy perception of time and how we allow so much of our what influences us influences us exactly what we do during our daily basis based on this made-up idea our entire life is fit around time and the future people again a problem that so many people have is that they don't think about what's happening right now they're so focused on oh what did that person say to me yesterday what am i going to do tomorrow and no one most people unless they're at like a level of nirvana or something like that they really don't understand that they Nothing happened yesterday. Exactly. Nothing's going to happen tomorrow. No. Because tomorrow tomorrow is going to become today, and that's what matters. Tomorrow doesn't exist. And it today, never will. Today, today, it will never be tomorrow. And exactly. It, it will never be tomorrow. And it never was yesterday. Exactly. And I mean, it's it's big because our lives are just so focused around that. Okay, I'm and tweeting that. Only that. I'm tweeting that. What do you tweet? That's so deep. No, just, just wait. They were never, no, I'm doing it right now. I'm cutting it out. It's so good. I just, I'm going to forget if I don't. True. But like, I mean, we got a little deep, but that's okay. I mean, I, I enjoyed that conversation. Yeah, I did. I, I think lot. it's really, it's uh, going to be an amazing thing to, to listen to and really think about for everyone else. Yeah. And I, I mean, deep conversations I love. Yeah. It's always. Everybody does. I know. And you just, you, you you learn so much about a person based on what they think about that stuff. Yeah. And you really make, well, honestly, you learn more about a person by what they metacognitively think about something that, that they're not even thinking about, but they are thinking about. Okay. We're not going down that back. Down <laughs> yeah, rabbit hole. Okay. My name is Owen McCabe. His name's Jack Monty. We thank you for listening to this episode. We'll see you on the next Mac talk.